Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hi, this is Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dark Forest. It's another episode. I think it's episode 36. And you know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com. There's a donation button if you haven't used it. If you have, uh, thank you. There's merchandise, of course, Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirt and my CDs. The credits, of course, Patrick Brady fixes the audio. Mike Rickberg sings the open and close with his girlfriend, Sarah. And Vilmos uh, does the website. He has his own podcast called Green Room Radio. Feel free to listen to that. Sitting in my living room right now, two stand-up comics, two guys that know what it's all about. Uh, across from me, Mr. Troy Conrad, welcome to the program. I'm glad to be here. And Mr. Pat Francis, welcome to the program. Hello. <laughs> there we go. I like that. <laughs> welcome to the program. I've added that, and it feels a little self-conscious. Uh, but, but official. But official. Yeah. So we're in it. We're doing it. We're all very excited. What I'm, I'm looking forward. I got Troy's litany of things that he wants to talk about, and I loved it. And then Pat Francis... Very specific, so we're going to go right to that. Very I minimal. love it, but I, I like the commitment. I, I thought we were supposed to just concentrate on one thing instead of trying to hog, uh, steal focus. Stone mm. I know, I feel like I've said way too much information, but I didn't even send you the half of it. <laughs> I know. Well, and that's it. I mean, I think that's what the thing about everybody is like, oh, we could talk. We could talk about yeah. things. So, uh, but Pat Francis, you collect, and Jimmy Pardo told me about this, yeah. which is why, uh, it made me excited, is you collect autographs of musicians. Yes, I, I like to, uh, I guess, stalk. Find. Find. I, I like to go to a, I, I like to, I like to, first, I guess you purchase a, a concert ticket. Uh, then sure. you, then you Very find, supportive. right. And then you, uh, go to, uh, Amoeba or someplace like a, a, a CD trader or someplace. Right. And, and you buy a, a, and then I buy an album of the person <laughs> that I'm going to see in concert. A vinyl album. A vinyl album. Oh, okay. And, uh, uh suitable for framing. And then what I do is I lay in wait after the show. <laughs> like, and, like, like a lynx? Right. Okay. I do. And, okay. and I attempt to get their signature. And if I get their signature, I uh, immediately frame it. Right. And hang it on the wall. Like a trophy. Like like a hunt like a hunter would kill something. Right, right, like the, the head of an elk or something. Yes, exactly. And do you take chances? Like do you go to you go, well, you know what? Everyone's gonna be waiting over here. I know they're gonna use the stairwell, so you go that do like do you ever do that? Do you, you have know, that I kind know, of um, the link? I yes. Yeah, I've gone it to uh, some some great lengths to uh, achieve some of these. Um <laughs> But there's my, gonna my, be tricks to it, right? There, yeah, yeah, there, there are tricks. I, I like my, every time I go to a show, my wife says, please don't get arrested. <laughs> I go, oh my, I'm not going to get arrested. She goes, you, just please don't get arrested. I go, okay, I'm not going to get arrested trying to get Kenny Loggins autograph. I'm not going to get arrested. Ooh, I like the idea. <laughs> so, um, cause uh, the commitment there. So my wife is always worried when I leave the house with my, cause I have, I have like a, a, this black canvas bag that is like the exact like a uh, diaper bag, like a kit. It's, it's, it's a flat bag that'll hold like, uh, two or three albums. Okay. And I wear it, uh, like a dork. I used right. to carry a, like a uh, man bag. I know. I did. I used to carry a yellow amoeba bag, but then one time I saw another guy carrying that bag waiting for a signature and I, and I said to myself, wow, it, that guy looks like a dork. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, that's, and then I didn't realize that it was so noticeable. I thought like, yeah, I just carry a bag. Who cares? 
But right. when you see someone else do it, I was like, mm-hmm. oh boy. Yeah, it's looking in the mirror, man. I know. You look in the mirror and you're like, oh. I, was- I met a girl who, uh, a, a woman sitting in the front row of the audience the other day whose mother, uh, her middle name was Galadriel after the Lord of the Rings. And I was like, <laughs> well, oh shit, that looks like something I would do. Yeah. I might do that. Oh, there it is. There's the future. Anyway, so what? Uh, what's a good? Let me th- let me think. What was a what was a good? Where you uh, had to do something? Where there was a, were there inter- well, acrobatics? There's no, no uh, one uh, one time I was at. I'm gonna. I'm probably name some groups that you don't even know. No, I'll know, them. I'll know every oh, one of them. I bet. Do you know? Do you, do you know UFO? Okay, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> they're, they're, UFO, UFO is a is a hard rock uh, combo. Uh, from the seventies, but they've continued to make albums like every two years. They're still working. Yeah, they're, they're still, still working. working. They, they're like from the wrestler. They're from okay. England, and they play the uh, they play uh, they play the Key Club once a year. Okay. Wow. So this was about uh, two years ago. Um, uh, my friend, uh, comedian Mike Schmidt, the forty year old boy. He will be back. Forty year old boy. He, he, uh, he went to friend the, show. the show. He went to the show with me, and uh, after the show, uh, this is a small venue, so you just go to the back of the venue where the artists enter and exit. I guess you would call that the artist entrance. Sure. And, uh, and you just kind of wait there. And people say, how long do you have to wait? And I say, well, with the bands I like, you have to wait 20 years and 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's where you have to wait. Because 20 years like- ago, 20 years ago, you couldn't have got near these people, but now. Now it's an attainable goal. Yeah. It's definitely attainable. Starts, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but basically you have to wait 90 minutes to two hours. If you're willing wow. to wait. Two hours, you can you can get a signature. Bring a book. Make, yeah. Bring a book. Bring a video. Some Mentos, game. maybe even. Yeah, that's a right. Mentos. <laughs> so uh, Mike and I, and Mike, the when Mike waits with me, he just goes, "Dude, whatever you need to do, just do it. I'll just be here waiting. Just do it." <laughs> good so, um, good yeah, nice one. A, yeah, he goes, "I don't care, dude. I got nothing else to do. <laughs> I'm just gonna wait here with you." He's so, always an agreeable man. Yeah, some of my friends are not that patient. But Mike doesn't care because he's like, dude, well, it'll be fun, whatever happens. He finds it entertaining. Yes, he does. Yes. <laughs> so um, <laughs> keep waiting. We keep waiting. I keep waiting. I keep waiting. And then uh, no one seems to be coming out. But the door is left ajar. So I say to Mike, I go, I'm going to go over and I'm going to see if I can, if there's anyone inside the door. So I open the door and no one's in there. But I can hear like a clatter. I can hear people talking. And there's stairs that lead down because the, oh, yeah. cl- the key club's built on a hill. So um. So I go, I'm going in. So I go in and I just keep walking down, down. And the, as, as I walk, get closer to the basement of the key club, <laughs> it gets louder and louder and louder. And the next thing you know, I turn the corner and it's UFO's green room. Right there. Oh, right there. In. They're all in there. They're just sitting with, I guess, family, I guess, friends. <laughs> right. They're, they're just, they have ones. beers and they're just talking. And I'm like, okay, uh, let's just do this. So yeah, I just, you have uh, to yes, and that situation right there. I, that's right. No choice. So I just eventually, uh, you know, uh, get next to each individual member of the band and just make my way around the room. And not, there was not a problem. They were, they didn't ask, how'd you get in here? There was no security for UFO. Right. Um, and they were just like, they were pleased that I wanted to sing. They were like, oh, that's great. Look at this. And like the, this guy. Yeah. the drummer's daughter took my album. She's like, oh, look, my dad was such a hottie back then, you know, when he was uh, 28. Now yeah. he's 60. But, uh, yeah, so that was kind of cool. I actually snuck in a green room. But then after I got the signatures, I, I was out of there. I wasn't right, going right. to oh, yeah. hang out and try to eat their cheese. Right. 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 right, right. You have some sort of platter. Right. You, you don't need to. I don't need that. You didn't ask for a beer. You didn't. No. Wanna, no. You, you, you're not. You don't want to sleep with the band. No, I don't want to sleep with the Did band. Did you ever want to sleep with the band? I've met Pamela DeBar, but I've never wanted to. No, I didn't want to sleep with the band. Who the hell is I'm Pamela married. DeBar? She's the the world famous um, okay. uh, groupie that wrote "I'm with the band." Oh okay. yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, 
And you are married. You're in a committed month. I'm married. Yeah, I've been married for 13 years. Two All kids. Right. Oh, very lovely. Six and ten. Oh, very nice. Um, I can also but, tell you about. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna. I was gonna ask. I mean, like, because Troy, Troy, Troy there's. You used to be into music, Troy. Yeah, and if, as a matter of fact, I did uh, a, a big fan of a band called Live, band from Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. from New yep. York, Pennsylvania. Yep. Live? I, yeah, just called okay. Live. Really great. They were like kind of like they're great live. Philosophy. Have you ever they're seen them live? Live is great live. Yeah. No irony. But okay, I've I've never done the autograph thing because it, it I guess it didn't occur to me. But I think it's a fantastic idea I might take up. But I I snuck into a concert one time because I it was uh, when I had graduated college and I wanted to go to their show and it was sold mm-hmm. out, and I, I I went to walk in early. And ask about, like, is there a way to get tickets? And then I walked through the front door, and I just kept going. This was, like, you know, two hours before right. the show. And I just kept going. And I went, I've now hit a point where I have to walk in and pretend I'm, like, loading in or something. And there were all these big security dudes standing there. And I just, like, I walk up. I had this choice to make. And I walked up to I go, uh, I need you guys to come with me. We need to move some chairs now. <laughs> like that was all. That was all I could think of what I was Wait walking a into. That's hilarious. And How they old were you? and like they followed 22? me. Oh, I was like twenty. Wow. Yeah, it was like twenty twenty two. Yeah, twenty two. <laughs> and they followed me, and I go, look, I go, we've got. A, uh, there's a lot of people coming, and we need those chairs down here, and I want those posters removed. Like I had, I, I did because I had to keep myself occupied, mm-hmm. or else they're going to start asking questions. <laughs> right. So I just thought if I can keep them busy, I could probably make it to the concert. And then I go, all right, what, you know what? I appreciate that, you guys. You you want some pizza? And so I was like, what do you want? And I, so I ordered some pizza. For wow. Guy. They never. You, asked you me. went crazy with this. Well, I had scam. To. I had no choice to. You, it wasn't like a courageous thing. It was like I'm scared to death. That is like an actor's commitment. Holy smoke! You were like, no I choice. am in the he moment. Bought my them friend. pizza. I ordered them pizza and sat down. And then the band that opened for them called Wire Train uh, sat down and we all had pizza. And it was amazing. Wow. And only at the very end, before the show started, they go, no. Who are you again? <laughs> like, uh, uh, ah, I just, you know, I'm all around. I'm just a guy. There's, there's no good answer. There's no, there's no good answer. I'm not going to lie to you how much this has just come full circle when he said the two words, wire and train. That is one of Jimmy Pardo's all-time favorite bands. Wire? No. Wire what? train. Yes. You are kidding me. And no also, yeah, and also, uh, Jimmy and I, uh, I don't know if you remember oh a show, God. a show on VH, what? there was a show on VH1 called Bands Reunited. And Jimmy and I were hired to write and, and, and do the pilot. Jimmy was, I was writing and producing and Jimmy was the host of the pilot and the band they did was Wire Train. What? That's amazing. Yeah. I, I, no one's ever even heard of I know. Them. I that is them, crazy. Very good. I, I can't even name the members of Led Zeppelin, so I've certainly never heard of Wire and, Train. And there's magic in the Dork Forest right now. That says, is magic. Tweet, 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 God, that is, there's a lot of full circles. Uh, <laughs> that is great. Uh, so, Wired, what kind of music does Wire Train do? It was that, it was that alt rock, uh, yeah. guitar, early kinda, 90s. Kind of like mid, mid like, early 90s. Like Bodine's kind yes, of, you know, just. Bodine's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I, I would just say like alt guitar yeah. band, right. and they were good too. Yeah, right, right. That's like hilarious. the hilarious. See, I've heard the Bodines. I've I've heard of the Bodines. Yeah. Sure, they, we, they, had, they gave you a reference song. point for jumping off. Yeah, yeah, it does help. It does help. Uh, I do a notes section. That's why I'm I like that. I like how you're writing down everything. That's cool. I'll write down things. I then I pick and choose what what I think because I think I feel like people in the Dork Forest might know the Bodines, but they don't know Wire Train. <laughs> if I could link up to Wire Train's uh, like a YouTube video of Wire Train singing a song, yeah, so we all You'll find. 
find it. You type wire train in YouTube. You'll find something. You'll find something. Sure. There, there's yeah. you type anything into YouTube. You can Holy find crap. it. Something will come up. I know. <laughs> it is a lot. It's very true. <laughs> uh, I actually had uh, I, I hunted three people this past month. I like March hunting. Yeah. Yes. And I uh, and I uh, I achieved all three. If I'm going to the show, then I'm on the hunt. Unless I've already got their autograph. Then and then you're just going to hear the music. It's kind of overkill. Although I have done that before. Like, eh, maybe I could get his autograph again. But uh, I went to <laughs> see... in case there's a fire? That's right. I don't know. I don't know why. Like, okay. part, That's part of what always makes fun of me. He's like, you, you have their autographs already. Why are you going to do it again? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why. Because I really wanted this sign, not that, but I didn't have this at that time. So I... So this is what I want. So. You know, I, I had Ed Brubaker sign these comic books because he's a comic book mm -hmm. writer uh, and an am amazing author. And uh, I, I did a live show in Seattle with him and I had him sign stuff. They said uh, I had him sign the wrong. Uh, I was so <laughs> mad. I had him sign Andy's copy of Captain America to Lee, his buddy Lee. And I had him sign Lee's copy of Captain America. They were different versions of Captain they were like one was like the first one Brubaker had ever written and the other one was the first one in this one series and I switched up it was like to Andy Lee did it and they were in the wrong oh, I was like god uh, dang it was it and, were you nervous is that why I was nervous you were and, nervous were you nervous I, to to approach him or was it was it a, a signing it was not a signing he was just on my show and oh, I never okay, met him okay. before and what I didn't do was I assumed I would remember mm. which Captain America was which, but right. I should have put post-its on them. This one's Lee's. This one's Andy's. And I didn't. And oh. so I just grabbed the one. I was like, well, this one had a bag and board, and this one just had a you know, whatever. It's a fascinating I tale. love that you're talking about a bag and board. I love <laughs> a, bag and board talk with the comics. One had a bag and board, and one just had a bag. And uh, Andy only bags, and Lee bags and boards. I got to say, if you collect comics and you don't bag or board or any of it, right. then, then you're not collecting. No, no, you're not collecting. You're reading and throwing away. Yeah, which uh, that's what I would do. But uh, that is something that makes Andy's he head and heart hurt. The idea of just reading <laughs> Re a comic book and throwing, throwing it away. It you it's can't like, do that. It's sort of like the, the misfit toys or something. It wouldn't. It wouldn't go well. Sacrilege. It would yeah. be. It would be. Uh, you, have, you have to wear an acid-free glove, oh and you have to God. gently look and read and place back in and tape. No, no, not. It doesn't have to be like that. But it can be. Is that what you do with the with the? With no, the I used to collect comic books though, and everything was in a bag and a board. And then I would actually take a little piece of Scotch tape and fold the bag over in the back and tape oh, it. Oh, very nice. But what if you wanted to reread? No, I would undo the and then undo. Yeah, and then a new piece of tape. It was hard enough for me to read it. Read once, I would get a stack and I'd be like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I got to read these now." I, now I, I know why I don't collect things because I've always like I've never did it the right uh -huh. way, and I like stuff for me would just end up in a box, mm -hmm. and then it eventually ends up outside and gets rained on. Yeah, and so I think after that happens enough, you go, you know what? I probably shouldn't be collecting anything. Was so, he, so you never. I mean, you said you had forty fives when you were a kid because yeah, you wanted to be a DJ. Want to be a DJ? You must have seen like American Graffiti or something. No, like that. It had no? nothing to do. It just had. I think it might have had more to do with like WKRP or something, oh, or just that's I was great. really that's great. into Doctor Demento Radio, and I was really into like. I mean, I was so passionate about music when I was a kid, and so I just listened. The DJs were God. Right. Me. That was my main form of entertainment as a kid. They, I felt like they brought me up. They were my parents, you know. Right, right. And when did it stop? Why? I mean, I know why it's you were you were, but when did it stop? Uh, it, I well, I think that the dream ended 
probably around the age of 13 or something like that when I got the heavy religion indoctrination of like that the Why music's evil. Why hadn't it been and, earlier? Yeah. Why hadn't you been religiously indoctrinated earlier? No, on? I, I well, because uh, my parents probably didn't get me start. Like they say, that critical age is like you have to be heavily indoctrinated between six and nine to really have it take hold to where you can never get out of it or it's really difficult to get out of it. Um, and mine started around nine. So okay. I, I was right on the cusp of like they oh, found the Jesus when you were it. nine. Yeah, or did yeah, they yeah. find the Jesus, yeah. or did they no, find no, somebody they, else? They they just they it was like you know parents they uh, they were in Arizona and they went you know my dad's from Kansas I think uh, we got a, we got a kid we should uh, we should be going to church now and you know make sure that oh they really a, committed or something yeah what church no I, I I got way more into it than my parents did like oh, it was just non denominational okay. stuff they they were like yeah well this will be a good little thing as a family and then. And then you know it. I, I embraced it. it. It somehow latched onto my something brain. Something about like Arizona. There's something in the water. You know, I brush off my apartheid material when I go to Arizona. Ooh, now. It's oh. nice. Were you? Uh, were you an only child? No, I have a brother. You have five year younger brother. And did he? Was it done by then, or did he get it too? He didn't get. No, he didn't get it because he didn't get. He he was just like, ah, I don't know about this. And he, he's <laughs> not quite that into it, but you know. But he's way. You know, he's he's semi religious now, but he's not. You know, are you religious now? No, I'm. I I used to be super. Uh, I was the guy known as the guy in high school that had the, um, you know, uh, pro life bumper stickers, stickers Weird. on the car, and now I'm like a atheist activist. Speaking mm-hmm. this uh, this weekend in Des Moines with Richard Dawkins and Christopher Hitchens. There's a plug. That was right, a plug right, right, right out there. Nice and I Des like Des Moines, that. Iowa. Des Moines, Iowa. Atheist Alliance International. That almost would have been uh, slipped. the American atheist. atheist. Actually, American Atheist Conference. It- <clears throat> When I was a kid, I used to get them mixed up with the anarchist groups and uh, make fun of them uh, and do the wrong joke. Because you know what? Atheists could could gather, but anarchists should never gather. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then, and, uh, <laughs> so there's crossovers, but no, it, it, it's, it's a it, it's a word I don't like a lot because it, it, it atheism the, the, connota- the connotation is that it is like uh, amoral or a or or even uh, anarchist or something like that. Right. That, that. Yeah. that you're willing to make a commitment to chaos to some extent. Right. 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 You're just like yeah, you just want nothing. You just want like savagery or something. It, okay. It, so if you just don't believe in a higher power, you're what? A non-theist. That's what non-theist. I mean. Non-theist. Okay. non-theist. It, it, all it means for me, because I'm, a, you know, every atheist too is agnostic. It, all all uh, my system, belief system comes down to is uh, that there may be something, some sort of uh, thing out there in the universe that created life. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But I've not picked any particular deity that someone made up to latch onto. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. You know, does that make sense? Like, yeah. I, there's yeah. lots of deities to choose from. I've not chosen one because I, I think that they're all kind of made up things and not that useful. All right. Jackie, what were you raised? You were raised? I was raised Armenian. Armenian? So it's our Christian, um, it's a Christian church and it was apostolic and it was mm-hmm. all in Armenian. So I could believe anything we wanted. And now what do you do? Uh, now I, I go to church and, uh, when I'm home. Okay. Even though I am surrounded by, by at least four Armenian churches uh, within you, walking distance. And you go just to appease the family, just so there's not an argument? Well, it's a social moment. Okay. It's actually, good. I, I, I don't have a problem good, with the Armenian. It? Yeah, and I, have, I have a lovely time going to the Armenian Oh, okay, church. good. You know, when I was a kid, Sunday school uh, was very fun because um, for some reason at the Armenian church, first of all, the Armenian services are three hours long. Mm. And so I went to Sunday school until I was 17. Wow. So that I could skip at least 45 minutes of those services. Good call. And uh, for some reason, somebody had a Xerox machine and they could, they, the only thing that was, that 
for coloring for when we were little, when there were thousands of pages of one image and it was Moses and the burning bush. And so every Sunday we would color Moses and the burning bush until it became a bit of a joke. And the parents would be like, what'd you do today in Sunday school? And we'd be like, here you go. And they're like, fantastic. And they'd throw it away. And uh, because there were just, uh, like, there'd be like, they don't dumb. bag and board that picture. Yeah, they they do not. There was not even on the what fridge. The? It was uh, my stepmother was not in favor of putting <laughs> things on the fridge. There did were no you, stickers. did you get creative then? Did you like draw flames on his wooden garb it's or a, polka dots or cool? We tried. Yeah. Yeah. You tried to bring it. You tried to bring it a mm-hmm, little bit. Right. There was, there was one woman who started teaching when I was about nine years old. She started teaching Sunday school. And she was really into the Bible. And it was awesome. Because then we got... Because we, we like to go upstairs for the sermon. My sister and I were both in Sunday school forever because it kept us out of... And then we joined the choir because it kept us... You know, because you got to sit. There was some sitting. Because uh, the Armenian church, it's three hours long and there's mostly standing except for during the sermon, which is done once in Armenian and then once in English. Wow. And uh, so 20 minutes of Armenian which you don't understand, and then 20 minutes of English. And it's usually an awesome, you know, usually, I don't know how the priests are in whatever churches you were raised in, but they're good storytellers. Mm. And um, But this woman was, a, was she had a lot of other stories, and it was fantastic. But one day she came up with a parable all of her own, which was that um, a little boy was mean to his sister, his younger sister at breakfast. He then walked to school, and he got hit by a car, and he broke his leg. And you know why that happened? Because he was mean to his little sister. And my sister and I looked at each other and burst out laughing because we have four older brothers. And and you you understood cause and effect. We understood cause and effect. We understood karma. uh, there was no way that karma or God, and my right. brothers would have been in traction at all yeah, times. They would have been hit every day by a car. Right. Yeah. What were you raised? Uh, I was raised Catholic. Francis. Oh, really? Catholic. I went to Catholic. 45 minutes. Grade sweet. school, first to eighth, and then, uh, and then went to a public high school. But, uh, yeah, now I just, um, you just phoned it in? Um, no, we don't. My wife's, kids, my wife's right? Jew. Yeah, my wife's Jewish. Okay. I was raised Catholic. So we, we kind of, we, we don't go to temple or to church. And then during the holidays, we do a little bit of everything. Oh, yeah, a little pick and choose, a little, yeah. little, little potluck. We just try to teach them to be good people. I think sure. if everyone was just a good person, maybe that would be You're going to do bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah no. thing? No. They, they, were, uh, they had a, both had a Jewish naming ceremony, and they both wore were baptized Catholic. Right. Oh, weird. And that's just to okay. appease the grandparents, and now nothing. Yeah. Now, if they, now, if they had an interest, if they – and I don't know how that happens. I don't know how a, a 14-year-old comes up to you and says, you know what? I think I'd like to go to church. But they might. They, and if they do, we yeah. will. My niece did. My my, yeah. my brother, who is um, an atheist unless you count the Lord of the Rings, mm. which we do. We do. And uh, But his daughter, when she was about 12 or 13, said, I want to go to Armenian church and I want to be baptized. And, uh, and my brother was like, what? And my wow. sister-in-law was like, okay, yeah. that's fine. And so it came to pass. Follow your passion. And yeah, yeah. and so it all it all came together. And and she still goes to you know church. That's and the great. Armenian church is it's pretty mellow. I mean, it's the the most irritating thing about it is you have to deal with a lot of Armenian men mm-hmm. telling you to get them some coffee. Oh jeez. And so and wow. and, I'm, and I'm willing to get them some coffee. I'm willing to get everybody a cup of coffee. I'm not. Uh, I was raised to be a bit of step and fetch it. But um, <laughs> there is a certain. <laughs> But if you look at it from above, like if you look from from a distance, you're like, oh, that's exhausting. So So when my daughter comes up and tells me that she wants to either study the Jewish religion or the Catholic religion, the first thing that would go through my head would be, wow, that seems like it's going to be a real time suck for me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's like driving to soccer. uh, Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, so, but Troy, you said that you like psychi- psychology a lot. Is that your higher power? Is like, is it a, a Jungian, Freudian? I, I like all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I Do mean, believe- I don't know. I, I, I. Here's the Do thing. You live I, in the mind. I live in the mind. I, I love, I love anything that I can metaphorize and and sort of get meaning from because that's all we have in this world is to get our own meaning from stuff. And some people get it from religion. I miss out. I really miss the. Um, I went to church so much and I miss that feeling. You know, you know the feeling like when you leave and you kind of feel like your brain just feels a little better and you feel lighter and you go, wow, there's something good about this. And then I found out later that that's just the chemical oxytocin that happens when you form in groups or you cuddle. It's, well, yeah. yeah. And so that's cuddle? Rush Limbaugh was addicted to that, right? Yeah, oxytocin. That's the same stuff that almost Pretty sure. Down. Really? For reals? No, no, no. Oh. That, was, that was oxytocin. Was, oh, okay. As I pick yeah. up the pen to write I'm, that down. <laughs> oxytocin is actually way stronger than oxycontin, Ooh. and it lives, it lives in our brain. No, for real, okay. it lives in our brain, and and it's released from uh, uh, different group activities. Uh, like if you're singing together with a group of people, you can actually just produce. I'm the a drug. group singer myself. I love to it sing. Feels in good, a group. doesn't it? Oh, you, it you, does. you get a high off it. I it's love all group events. I love we're coming back to music again with the singing. Right, full circle to it. Yeah, it's beautiful. It. It's full circle. And when you get an autograph. About wire train, and uh, which, but like, here's okay. Let let me ask about my favorite. The problem with my favorite bands is that every six years I buy a new album, so I don't have any favorite bands. Okay, really. so but, you, I mean, but I look around your your place here, and you have favorite stuff. You have things you like to do. I can right, tell. Right, right, right. We have plenty of stuff that we like yeah. to do, and it's but like like I like I never I don't enjoy live music. Mm-hmm. It's I find it loud. And I've always found it loud. Uh-huh. I was born about 107. So I've been to about six concerts in my life. Like I saw Ario Speedwagon and April Wine. That was, and then I saw Heart. Yeah. Okay. And then I saw, uh, like I can name them, but like, do you have Billy Joel's autograph? No, no, not yet. Do do, like is that a good one? Do you like Billy Joel? I love Billy Joel, but I, I, I and, but he's on my list of, um, someone I want to, I want to get his autograph, but also someone that I think might be cranky. Yeah. 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 Like the person this week that I'm going to see, Who's I that? think might be cra- cranky. Who? Uh, Paul Simon. Paul Simon. Ooh. He's probably gets yeah. asked a lot. Yeah. For, I- I've uh, got my copy of Bridge Over Troubled Water and uh, I'm oh, ready nice. to go. And you have to oh, use the override button. You have to go, yeah, I know it's going to be cranky. I got to do it. I know. Oh, that, yeah. yeah. That never deters me. Right. Because I've, I've, uh, this, well, this past month I, I went to see, Pardo and I went to see it. We went to see Barry Manilow. Oh, oh, in Vegas? Wow. No, he Me? was he was at he was at the UCLA Royce Hall. I went with oh Danielle Keening, Jimmy Pardo's wife, to see Barry Manilow in Vegas. Oh my god! No full circle. way! Full circle! Full circle yeah. mm-hmm. again! And um, you know the show was great. He's very you know uh, what do I? What, he's, he's a great showman. He's a great showman and very very S- supportive and yep, sweet. So, uh, all that he's all that stuff. Wow. And then so I'm waiting. I'm, I wait uh, back at the artist entrance by the. Uh, there, there's a there's a bus and there's a car and it, I just get the feeling well, he hasn't he hasn't left yet and there's these two uh, women that would be like my mom's age sure and they're waiting too and they're like I don't think he's coming I don't and I keep reassuring him he'll be out just wait he'll be out and there's just the three of you just the three of us that's not that bad that's not bad at all because no. I think sometimes people think well you can't meet Barry Manilow so but let's just go home yeah, right exactly exactly so um so uh so eventually he comes out and and he comes out and and I I. I say, when he comes out, let me talk. And then they're like, okay, because we've never done this. So he comes out and I go, excuse me, Barry, can we get a signature from you? Now there's three of us and Barry Manlow says, yes, but I can't be doing this all night. Oh. 
I know, and oh, and and Barry, response. you won't be because there's three of us. <laughs> I was like, I was like, are you kidding me? Yes, Barry. Look, one, two, not three. Not a math guy. No, not good at math. <laughs> no, I was like, it was hysterical. And boy, does he look weird up close. Oh, a yeah. A lot of work. A lot of work. From stage, it doesn't look that bad, but right up close, it's so tight. It's it was I, yeah. It made me feel. I felt bad yeah, for him. I felt sad. That someone had would feel that they had to go that far with it. Did you see the Joan Rivers documentary? Yes, I did. And that's another mm-hmm. one where nothing's ever going to fill the hole mm-hmm. in her soul. Not and, plastic surgery, right. not work, none of and, it. And for some reason, with her, I, I, I can. It's still hard to look at, but sometimes. But she talks enough about it that it kind of she own, she does own it. Yeah, but like yeah. Barry Manilow comes out, and if you said, uh, "Do you ever have anything?" No, you know, he'd probably say no. <laughs> it's like okay, but. Uh, well, you know, I go get a massage every week. Yeah, but it was it was really scary. I don't like, I don't mind if someone wants to get you know a little Botox, a little whatever. Oh, really? You're pretty supportive. Well, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, uh, you know, do whatever I, you want to do to your. I mean, own I mean, yeah, I mean, I knock yourself. I, I like the but. people that you uh, that I'm sure they've had something done, but they you can't tell they have. But man, when you can tell, like that they've just put their face in like a Play-Doh Fun Factory. Right. I'm in favor of the aging process. Well, yeah, I, I, I am too. I, yeah. Me too. I like that too. I, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm willing to go with it. Yeah. And just go well. But how many of those people are there really in real life? Half a dozen. I mean, yeah. I mean, and, it's. You know, even it, it, what did Karen Kilgariff one time said that like the best looking girl in every town in America comes to Los Angeles and finds out that they're not the best, best looking, looking right. girl in Los Angeles. Yeah, that's perfect. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because like I was, I was talking to Mark Marin and I was like, well, when do you get to stop being sexy? You know, when do you get to just go, yeah, I'm done now. Uh, I don't have to be yeah. sexy anymore. I can just be a person. Right. <laughs> and I think it's, I think it's, it's, it should be, I'm going to go 55, 60. Call it. I think, know? I think if you're, I, you can still have sex. I'm right, not saying you're not right. in a committed, you know, doing it with people, but mm-hmm. you don't have to wear, like, show off a lot of sternum. It yeah. doesn't have to, I, I don't need to see a lot of, from guys, uh-huh. from women, none of it. I, I don't will say, I just did this thing with, uh, Joan Van Ark. This is a little web series thing. Yeah. Oh, and, and Joan's had a little tweaky tweak. She has had, but damn it, hers was good. Oh, and she good? looks so hot. Where's she's she got to be she in her late 60s. And she's a runner, too, Maybe. so she's she's fit, too. Yeah. Super Fox? Still a Super Fox? Still a Super Fox-like. Is I mean, it Brazil-like? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where you're very just like, holy yeah. crap, you look great. And especially if yeah. you line up women her age, yeah, Oh, Super God, Fox. No, even even women 30 years younger, they're like, you go, wow, this guy. I swear to God, unbelievable. Nice. Did you get your picture taken with her? I did. Uh, I don't think I. Oh, they did some video. <laughs> did she sign your Knots no, Landing did, DVDs? I, I wish I would have thought of that. They would have been My great. Knots Landing. Been great. You're not, was she on Knots Landing? Yes, she That's was. That's a great thing. I'm, I'm in the part of show business that doesn't know anybody. Doesn't know anyone on no, TV? No, I mean, I mean to know things. And guess what? I learn new things every week, people. Let's talk about another band that I don't know, maybe. What? Well, <laughs> what, I'll give, I'll give, what's so, your third I, band? I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to give, uh, oh, okay. Well, the other, the other bands this month were, yeah. uh, were in fact Kenny Loggins oh. and, and, uh, and Jackson Brown. So I'll do a real oh. quick, real quick Kenny Loggins. And this is, this is, uh, this was at the Canyon Club. In, uh, in, Agoura uh, Hills. Agoura Hills. Agoura Hills. And it's very, e- very easy to get signatures there because they end, and exit right out the back. The buses are right there. And if you're waiting for Kenny Loggins, it's really easy because I was the really? only person there. You're right. kidding. Yeah. yeah. And he comes out and I've waited about 90 minutes. He comes down the, the ramp and he's walking his little, hit a little dog and he's with one of his band members and, okay. and the, he walks down. And I said, Kenny, would you mind signing this? 
Absolutely. You know, it signed yeah. it. And his band member says, uh, wow, you've been waiting a long time. And then here's when <laughs> the dork comes out. When you say something, and then after you say it, you walk away and you go, why don't you just not say anything? <laughs> oh. So his band member goes, wow, you've been waiting a long time. And I go, oh, it was worth it. <laughs> and I'm just like, ooh. But you know well, what? I like How that. Sucky I is know, Kenny but Loggins, I just said, uh, Kenny yeah. Loggins is like, yeah. I, I guess, guess yeah. I mean, yeah like, he was very nice, super it's, nice. It's neat to, you know what? I like being a fan. I don't mind being no, a fan. No, I don't mind being stuff. a fan too. But it's just, as I said, I'm like, I could have said a thousand different things without <laughs> it's it worth it. slightly cooler. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's nice. Right. Oh, I, I, I would feel good if I was Kenny Loggins and, and somebody said that. It. That's yeah. great. Yeah. And then, and then how was Jackson Brown? Jackson Brown, I've been trying to get, I've tried I to listen, get him. I have one album. I have one Jackson Brown well, album. Running on empty? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, I do. I, uh, I've been trying to get his, I've tried to get For his autograph. America. It's my favorite song. I, 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 I listen to it sometimes and go, you called it, man. Yeah, man. You called it. You know. Mm. I, <laughs> yep. I've tried to get his autograph five times. Now, when I say I've tried, I've waited and for some reason he went out a different exit or, or what, for so whatever reason. I've seen him five times. I've seen him in concert five times. I've never seen him face to face. So he's never rejected my advances. Okay. Um, so I'm out at uh, Thousand Oaks Civic Center uh, this past month, and uh, from stage he tells a story about that he drove to the venue that night in a new uh, hybrid. It was a, a Chevy Volt. Sure. So after the show, I'm with Mike Siegel, comedian Mike Siegel. Sure. Who He's has been on the show, and he has no tolerance for this. We drove separately. He's like, <laughs> I just say, Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait afterwards. I'm out. Go to the show, and then I'm gone. So, um, he's no Mike Schmidt. No, he's no Mike. And the thing is, you but go Mike's, to a concert right. with Pat Francis, you know what's going to happen, right? And he's and Mike's waited yeah. many times with me in in the freezing cold but weather. He also and knows to drive himself. He knows, you know, <laughs> I'm not doing it. So, uh, so I go where the buses are, and I sure enough, I see a Chevy Volt, and it's plugged in. So in my head, I say, well, as long as that car's here, Jackson Brown is still on premises. So, uh. Of course, I go and I stand right next to the Chevy Volt and security doesn't – they're not down with that at all. Oh, Excuse right. me, sir. You can't be here. So literally, they they say I have to leave and then I'm literally crouched down like next to a bush. And I'm <laughs> now and, – and now I'm sitting there and I'm like, maybe I should just go. And I'm like, no, I've tried five times. I am getting this autograph tonight. So I, I literally wait in the bush for so long that the band leaves, the crew leaves, security leaves. <laughs> But that Chevy Volt is still there. So actually, after security leaves, I walk right up to where the artist entrance is. There's a door and it says artist entrance. And I just stand right there. And he comes out with four handlers. I said, can I get your autograph? The one handler shines his flashlight on the album. He signed it. I said, great show. He said, thanks. And and that was it. That was it. Then I get in my car mm-hmm. and I finagle my way around to the 101 to the entrance to the 101 South. And as I'm getting on, I look across and Jackson Brown's Chevy Volt. Yes, Chevy Volt. And right we there. both get on the 101 and then I shadow him f- to Woodland Hills and then I, I <laughs> get oh, off my exit and, and I don't know where he went, but, uh, yeah. Uh, was yeah. it like where you pulled up at lights next to each other and it was a he, long time? He had to turn right to get on the, uh, on, on this, and I had to turn left. So it was like, I Ooh. think I would have oh. gone out of my way to not look like I was chasing him. I, well, he drives fast. So maybe he did see me and was trying to get away from me. But I have to say, I have a friend of mine who, um, uh, uh, first of all, I have one friend who came and she wanted to see the hands and feet in front of the, uh, the Grommans. Okay. And she also wanted to see Gene Kelly's house. 
And she knew where right. it was. Wow. And so, because she's a giant Gene Kelly fan. Okay. And his hands and feet are out, too, if they're in rotation, right? And so we go- Do they rotate the hands and feet down Yeah, yeah they oh rotate the hands and feet me. in front of the I didn't know. They can lift out that whole slab? Yeah, and- they, they lift out a slab and put in other slabs. Oh, my God. I yeah, had yeah, I did not know that. Oh, yeah, fun I, fact. I never heard Wow, that's cool. All right. That is. All right. <laughs> there's not enough real estate for them to put all the hands out. Right, hands and feet. Wow. And uh, so we go, and she doesn't get to see the hands and feet, because Will Smith is- is getting his hands and feet done. And uh, so we're all across the street and there's hundreds of people there yeah. uh, waiting to see him do this. And then after he does it, the snap, snap, snap of the of the paparazzi, he walks across the oh, street. Oh, that wasn't Jada Pinkett just snapping? Nope, it was not. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, it's the paparazzi. It was a paparazzi. It was a photographer's. So he walks across the street and goes along the line and meets and shakes hands. And and, and, and as he comes, and we sort of keep going down because we're super cool. We're That's, not looking for an autograph, right? I, I got to give him props for that. That's pretty cool. Very much so. He was incredibly yeah. nice. And uh, as he got closer, my friend, Jenny Bergman, goes, do, 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 uh, do you have a pen? I guess I want his autograph. And the guy in front of us goes, I have an extra pen. And so the, all she has is a map of the star's home. That's funny. And she hands it to him and he looks at it and he goes, I'm really sorry. I actually can't sign this because it would be an endorsement. And um, oh. she was like, fair enough. Nice to meet you. And But it was really So then did she do this? Did she go, how about, how about my boobs? boobs? No, no, she did not. But right. get this. Somebody next to us, uh, this couple next to us, gave him their baby and said, can we take a picture of you with our baby? Sure. And he was like, yeah, sure. And he was incredibly nice the whole time. And then the Did he have cement all over his hands at that point? <laughs> just, nice just getting on stuff baby. on the baby? Hey, someone gave him a hand wipe. <laughs> it, was a, it was a moist towelette. Someone hands you your baby. You're like, like oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Awkward. Before and after. And, uh, and the other one, my friend Sarah Anton came from Savannah, Georgia, and she was like, I need to see famous people. And so we drove up and down Robertson for like six hours and then finally went to the Chateau Marmont and saw Orlando Bloom getting into his car in front of it. And she hit me on the shoulder and went, don't follow it, because I was in my car. <laughs> and I was like, okay, weirdo. <laughs> I'm not going to follow, follow him. How, what are we going to do with Orlando Bloom? Finish raising him? It's not exactly <laughs> like he's going to date us. You know? <laughs> it's a perfectly yeah. nice I'm young man, I'm sure. What? Well, I'm 700 years old in my head. <sighs> I'm, I just, I don't, I didn't even like him. In that movie, really? as as Legolas? No. Oh, I thought he did a good job. I liked him yeah, in that. He did do a good job. He did a perfectly good job. I just... Uh, you just didn't care for him. I'm just a grump about the, the Lord of the Ring movies. Because you've read really? the books. A lot. Uh. <laughs> See, I have never read the books, and so I think the movies are fantastic. They are fantastic. If you've never read the books, they're amazing yeah. action yeah. movies. That's they're why really I, fun. we need less reading in this country to enjoy movies more. That's right. All right. All right. Uh, Game of Thrones. Get out there. <laughs> And uh, so, so what are you gonna go? Who are you gonna go looking for this week? Well, it's uh, it's uh, this week is Paul Simon, and right. then I'll be uh, looking at uh, the Cars have reunited, and they're playing at the uh, Palladium in uh, May. And uh, I do have uh, I do have a couple. I have a story where someone is not nice. Oh, let's hear that. And well, I have a couple of these, but uh, uh, this was uh, I love James Taylor. Yeah, love him. Yeah, and nice. whenever I see him on TV or when I've seen concert, he's always so. Funny, and he's at, it's, uh, usually rockers aren't funny. They think they're funny, and they're not funny. And James Taylor's not really <laughs> a rocker, but he has a good sense of humor, and he's always nice. So, um, uh, my friend Paul Gilmartin gets me um backstage passes. Paul Gilmartin yeah. also been on there the show. <laughs> he gets me. He knows he's he's in a hockey league with someone who runs security at the Universal Amphitheater. So he gets me backstage passes. So my wife and I get there early. 
We're the only, again, this so many times, I'm the only one back there and he comes walking. He probably just did a sound check and he's walking from the stage to his dressing room door. So as he walks, I, I see him. I'm like, oh my God. So, uh, I'm, I'm following him and I'm like, excuse me, James. James, James, excuse me, James, (laughs) excuse me, James. And on the third one, he's just at his dressing room door. He's, his hand is almost on the doorknob and he does that where he stops and takes that deep breath. And so I see that like that. And he turns around and I said, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I go, my sister-in-law is a big fan. It would be such an honor if you could sign these two albums for me. Takes them out of my hand, oh, signs no. James Taylor on the first one, takes the second one and signs on it and just hands them back to me oh, and goes no. in. And I'm like, he was a dick wow, about that it. must wow. have been a really bad sound check. That oh. was a bad day. I know. And then, and then that like night, I remember this night because it was the night that Clinton gave the speech uh, that I did not have sex with that woman. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, James Taylor is April 7th, 19. Yeah. So that night at the show, James Taylor, uh, funny, you know, great, you know, and the whole time I'm just like, where was that guy when he was one on one with me? Four what, hours ago. Yeah, where was that guy? Yeah, why is he not continuing to shower in the people that love him with love? So I, uh, I gave my, I presented my sister with her James Taylor album. She loved it. And I took mine that said on it because I gave her the good signature and eBayed it. Oh, I did was you even mad. like fine? Yeah. Now I wish I had it. Oh, but really? at the time I was mad. Maybe if you uh, called him Mr. Taylor. I miss Miss I know what do you, I don't know. Yeah, and what do you do? I don't know when you if you say weird. Kenny, yeah. do you say Mr. Loggins? Do you say Right, right. It's a weird that I'll, I'll never resolve that conflict. It's weird when you um, don't know what cuz cuz on one hand you mm, want to just treat them as a mm, as an individual. Right. And then, but then, are you making them into something weird by right. calling them Mister? It's, it's really a right. fine line. Now, here's a good story. I have Bruce Springsteen's autograph. This oh, was at the nice. L.A. Sports Arena, and this is about two years ago. We're out by the buses. The band was slowly coming out one by one, but everyone wants. Go What's ahead. that thing called uh, when they do the the background of, of paintings? They verify the painting. Uh, a certificate of authenticity. Like the certificate uh, of authenticity. Yeah. I like that every story, you've got the venue. That's awesome. Oh, okay. That's very fun. Anyway, so. Uh, so this is at the LA, yeah. LA Sports Arena, mm-hmm. and there's about, there's about five people waiting, but by the time, uh, Bruce does show his face, there's about 30 or 40 people. So all the band has gone, and no one's called any of the band members over, because they're like, what if we call them over, and then Bruce sneaks out? So everyone's kind of, has the same mindset. So finally, Bruce comes out and we're like, Bruce, Bruce, could you come over? And he's the coolest. He goes, uh, he goes, I can't do it. I can't. I can't. And as he, as he says he can't, yeah. he's walking towards us <laughs> with every step. He's like, I'm old and I, I got a cold and I can't, I can't do it. And I'm, I'm seriously at it. And he goes, ah, and he comes right down the line and just signs everything every- that he can get his wow. hand on. Oh, signs everything. That's awesome. And a nice signature too. You can make out oh, Bruce and wow. Spring and it's oh, uh nice. scribble. And then he you know, no scribble and he uh super nice and uh I don't know how long he stayed there cuz as soon as I get mine I back away so people can get in there but that was fun. That was really cool that, that is he nice. that he not only gave us a theatrical no. Right. But then he <laughs> and then he put out. Yeah, it was great. That, that was really exciting. cool. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I I like awesome. um just to go back to Troy for a second, I like mm-hmm. uh, in 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 your in your litany. You told me that you uh, had had a moment with the Onion guys. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Where Big you time. went and saw them speak. A couple times I've gone to see them speak. As a matter of fact, uh, I have in my car a signed uh, Onion uh, book of all the front pages. Oh, there you go. Again, they gave it to me the last thing. Because uh, I would assume anyone in comedy is, first of all, like, what? You want my autograph? Are you kidding? Of course. I think comedy guys are always like, Seriously, someone wants my autograph? Yeah. Absolutely. Right. So, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, right, right. Yeah. That's no, what I mean. I mean that, to me, they're, they're like the highest level of anything. I, right. I, I, can't, I can't think of someone's autograph I would want more. Like you said, well, what if I could get you uh, Michael Jackson? Like, if he was, Michael Jackson was alive, would you have that the, at the Onion? There's not even a, it's not a question. Right. So, what, is it the founding guys, the guys from Wisconsin, or? Uh, some of the, the one I saw years ago, actually, Patton opened it, and I drove up to San Francisco, they were speaking there to a gigantic... their names. What's that? What are their names? I can't even tell you all their names, actually. There's oh, so okay. many of them. They're, they're, this was like 10, 10 editors, and they weren't all the original people. There's only one, okay. like one original person there. Um, the guy that does the horoscopes, his name is Chris. I don't remember his last name. He is one of my <laughs> favorite because those horoscopes kind of boggle my mind. Like, how did you write that? That is yeah. so nonlinear and so outside the box. I, um, I read them, and I go... How did that happen without acid? Like the you know? mind? Like you, you just look at the mind yeah. coming from wherever? Yeah. Do you ever read those horoscopes? I never read the horoscopes. I don't think I I've ever read the horoscopes either. I, I, love, so I love the headlines. Oh, the headlines I, are great. I met a guy who wrote the headlines and he was apologetic. He was like, I just write the headlines. And I was oh, like, they're all, yeah. They're, they're, they're filled the with best part of it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? I usually don't read the articles. I just read that because they're, 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 it's amazing. It's amazing. It, it, it really is amazing because it, it takes, I, I, like just I, the work. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I go, it seems like the only way this could have happened is with magnetic poetry and <laughs> lots of time. Like, because they're just, they're formations that just are really hard to put together. But I, so I have tremendous amount of respect for them. And, and, uh, whenever I get a chance to see them, like, that's my, did you that's get to see any concert. of their, uh, the Onion News Network, the live, the, yeah, the, the, the show that they're doing? On IFC, I think on, it is. Yeah, right yeah. Here. Oh, an intro. Yeah, uh, uh, they have a sports show too. Uh, uh, which uh, so they have no. a sports show. Uh, um, Central. Uh, the sports show I think is on. Uh, sports show on IFC. I'm not sure. I don't watch the sports show. I I, I hear I that no they nailed this. I've seen. Anything. I've heard that the sports show nails it as well as if you're a huge sports fan. Yeah. They've got the timing. They've got everything down. And the woman who hosts the ONN thing, I guess, used to be on Fox News. Oh, I didn't wow. know. I didn't know that. Yeah, she um, she was like a woman on the street, kind of. You know, she's just coming up, and she freaking nails that Fox News. Oh yeah, thing. yeah, totally. Yeah, they're yeah, they're brilliant. I follow yeah. her on Twitter. What the hell is? I will put that in the notes. I know nothing about sports, so I could probably tune into the Onion Sports Show and not know that it wasn't real. Yeah, I watched <laughs> it and I loved it, but I still like I didn't get the references that much because you have to know some, uh, for a lot of it. You have to know kind of. Yeah, you have to yeah. be in the know to really get it. Yeah, and yeah, that's not great. my thing at all. Sports. The yeah, news one I get no just because I watch a little bit of the news, right. and so I can I can at least recognize the cadence, and I can recognize. I mean they. And what I like about the onion, the ONN thing, is that they don't, it, it's not real. So they can address like social issues on a mm. larger scale than like oh, the yeah. Daily Show and Colbert cannot. Right. Yeah. They have to be super pinpointed and, and, and on, on topic. And ONN will do like this thing. One of the, one of the articles, one of the stories was something about some 16 year old white girl who was going to be tried in the most harshest way possible as an adult black male. That's what she was going to be trying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it. <laughs> it was, That's like, great. ridiculous. That oh, is yeah. great. They, they nail stuff, and, and it's so truthful that it, it 
stands the test of time. If you look at like the the week that George Bush was elected, like the week where he uh, he was actually sworn in after the you know after that long contested election, uh, yeah, and he was sworn in in January two thousand or was it? Yeah, he he wasn't sworn in until I th- I want to say it was end of January or or early February, and and it uh, the headline was uh, Bush, our long national nightmare of peace and prosperity is finally over. And and Holy what's crap. beautiful about that, like you look back and you go, they nailed it so perfectly yeah. that you you look at that and you go, yeah, how come we weren't paying more attention to the onion? And, right. <laughs> I mean, that that was the best news that was available at the time. Hmm. Wow. Who nailed it and predicted it better than that? Right. I remember after nine eleven when they said uh, something like uh, uh, ironic, uh, ironic. Being being uh, sarcastic was over or something like that. It was it was put. Oh yeah yeah that. yeah. Uh, after nine eleven, it said it said uh, ir- uh, irony ended forever or something like that. Yeah yeah. It was just how, how the the comedy of of hipster comedy was 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 right. uh, out of fashion. Right for the moment or whatever. It was, yeah, it was a great article too. Oh, totally. I read that article too because it wasn't just the the headline, but it, the whole thing was fantastic. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. And I, I'm teaching a class later today at UCLA, and most of the things that I'm going through, I'm, I'm actually teaching the class using Onion articles because I think that sometimes that's the best access to to teaching something is showing the reverse of it. Yeah. So they're studying propaganda and the media, and what better way to counter that than to have like a, like a polio re- vaccine yeah. shot of satire <laughs> so that you're get, have a little bit of an immunity to that. Yeah, it's. I got to meet the, one of the founders uh, at some party in in Comedy Central many years ago, or five years ago, or whatever. And uh, I was like, "Oh, I went to Madison when the Onion first started." It was mm. one of my great regrets is that yeah. when when I went to school in Madison, that the Onion had started probably like my third year of school. I didn't start talking to that guy. Like I never met them when the when the Onion first started in like eighty eight, and um or eighty seven, and the guy was like. Well, you really, we couldn't have, I mean, I was a dishwasher. I mean, I wouldn't recommend anyone go my path, which is to smoke a lot of weed, drink a lot of booze, wash dishes, and then wait for someone to care. Uh, and uh, I was like, "All right," but I think that that is all of comedy, as yeah. far as I can tell, is that you do whatever you do, and then you wait for someone to care, and yeah, hopefully, right? and hopefully oh, yeah. someone will. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, someone cares, right? Absolutely. If you're any good at That's it, the or, only way to do it, right? If follow you're good, your passion. Follow your passion, and then someone eventually cares and and pays you to do what you love to do anyway. Yeah, which is you win. If of. you care enough, if you're following <laughs> your, your 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 truth inside you, then someone else is going to care. If you're really passionate about it, and you and you you get right. it out there, to and the even world. if you never make a a really good living at it, if you still get to do it, I think you still win. Yeah, yeah, that's a win. Can't give up. Can't never give up. Never give up. <laughs> I have to I have to bring up Jackie. You're drinking out of a the mighty Thor tumbler. Yeah, I got a I got a, a selection of tune tumblers yeah. uh, of different comic book. Dudes. So are you are you uh, are you looking forward to that movie? The Thor movie? I yeah. am kind of looking forward to it. It looks mm. awesome. I am it? too because I, I did, Thor was never on my radar when I collected comic books. I kind of oh. just like eh, Thor, but that guy they cast, I, I might have a man crush on him because that guy has uh, l- lured me into this talk movie. About Super Fox, he does yeah, Thor like he because I kept thinking they're never going to be able to cast Thor. That's going to be impossible. They're going to get a wrestler and he's not going to be able to act. It's going to be terrible. And this guy looks great. Yeah, he does look great. It's um, I never. There are so many uh, characters in comic books that I never knew anything about. Yeah. That and Thor was one of them. And and Andy 
my husband Andy, uh-huh. is, uh, right. uh, he makes video games for a living and thus has all of these books on mythology because, mm. you know, video games will cannibalize everything. Everything. Yes. And so he has Norse legends and so has always read Thor. Right. Wow. And we, I started reading Thor and I was like, who cares about Thor? And, uh, <laughs> but Thor is great. All right. Thor is kind of cool. I'm, I'm in. And then Iron Fist. Iron Fist. I got the Iron, I, there's, there's a lot of, a, I do a lot more Marvel than I do DC, mm-hmm. but I like that your, one of your email addresses has Batman in Batman, it. Batman. Yes. That's my and, email uh, address. That's your AOL address. So you're excited then. You, you've got Captain America and uh, X-Men first class. This, uh, I know. And Darwin's going to be in it. And Darwin was created what? by Ed Brubaker. Darwin is a, is a, he's I be, believe he's being retconned. He's being um, retroactively um, put into continuity. Now um, he's in X Men. Yeah, he's going to be in okay. X Men, and his 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 uh, mutant power is that he will evolve. Uh, you can't kill him. <laughs> Whatever okay. the situation is, he will evolve and and be able to meet that situation. Well, that's an impossible. Wow. And he's a, a villain. No, no. He's a good guy. Oh, good. Because yeah, if he's yeah. a villain, we're in trouble. We're all in trouble if he'd be a villain. Um, and you, uh, your husband likes Captain America also? He does like Captain America. I, I knew nothing about Captain America except for that outfit for many, many years. Yep. And I was like, anybody who wore the flag, I was such a knee-jerk liberal as a child that I was like, the hell is with this guy? He's got to be a tool. Oh, right. And uh, he is not a tool of the man. He is right. the man. And he has got... Uh, uh, Ed Brubaker was saying that... Because uh, he writes Captain America. Right. He was saying that um, he thought he saw him as just sort of a soldier mm-hmm. who had orders that he had to follow and that he was mixed reviews as far as... And when he didn't follow those orders, he was just a guy. you mm-hmm. know. Because I guess Ed Brubaker was raised um, in a military family. Wow. And oh. so he had an interesting uh, take on it because I was because what I liked about because I always thought of Captain America as a constitutionalist, yeah. you know, because he's he's very much up for the common man. He wants and he was against the 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 superhero registration act, right? And he he thought he knew that that would be bad for guys like Spider Man and Daredevil, you know, that their loved ones would be targeted, and yeah, let's seriously discuss the. <laughs> I, I know. Keep going. I love. Yeah. I love it. I, I'm so excited for all for for all these movies this summer. <laughs> they seem yeah. to be doing really good work on yeah. them. It'd be nice if they could do a Batgirl or a Birds of Prey, and they could sort of nail that. It though. would be nice if 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 because uh, I have daughters, and it would be nice if we could have something for the for the girls to right, glom where, onto. Where it wasn't just a weird outfit and, and right. Um, but like La like Femme Nikita, if they could base everything on La Femme Nikita. The French one. Right. Uh, it would be great. And just go. Not the Bridget Fonda version? Yeah. Not as much. Not as much. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, but I was trying to watch The Cape on TV, um, which is uh, a superhero show yeah. that's on like WB. I was going to watch yeah. it and then I didn't. And how did that pan out? Is it well, still it's, on? It's terrible. But, okay. Uh, but I've been trying. You know, I watched Flash Gordon on the USA or TNT network for an entire season, uh, and that was terrible. You mean, wait a minute. Wait, there was a reboot of the oh, Flash Gordon series. I was thinking series. the old, old, old oh, yeah, black and white. Any, I never watched Flash Gordon. Oh. Well, how about that? How about Ming, that? Go ahead. Ming the Merciless. Uh-huh. Uh, they, the Ming the Merciless and everything happening on the world of Ming the Merciless was fantastic in the reboot of Flash Gordon. Okay. Everything happening where... Essentially, it's like Christopher Titus playing Flash Gordon in his house uh, and wow. having a muscle car. Oh, uh, that's terrible. It was terrible. It was like, oh, criminy. This is the worst. Th- I mean, I was like, dude, this is the worst 
Just have it all take place in the planet of Ming the Merciless, and then we all win. It sounds like that Flash Gordon movie from the 80s might have been better than this series. It was. It was. I didn't mind that um, movie, but I was very young. It's campy. And uh, so I, I am a, things I liked as a child. I am a gigantic Smallville geek. I have not missed an episode of Smallville. Oh, I love really? it. I love it. How I, many times does Red Kryptonite come into the play? Oh, uh, probably once a year, I think. He's got to be 38 years old, that guy who's playing a 22-year-old. <laughs> he is. Um, <laughs> he's not 38, but he's in his 30s now, and uh, this is the last season, so... So he, that's fine. Yeah, and he'll be flying off in the suit, I hope, in the season, think, the series finale. I think, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, they, they've, they better. They, he's not been, they've not been allowed to use the suit. He's uh, Warner Brothers said he can't be in the suit because of the movies and stuff. But this year we've seen the suit. He just hasn't put it on yet. But I'm sure the parting shot will be. Is his dad still alive? Or did his dad pass away yet? Uh, he no, he's he, he still talks. Oh, his his. Uh, you mean Pa Kent? Yeah, yeah. He's he's died. Pa Kent. Yeah, Pa-Kent John died. Schneider from the yeah. Dukes of Hazard. He's he's he's. John Schneider from Dukes. I I actually I watched Smallville. Did you ever watch it, Troy? No, I've never seen Smallville. Oh, I've only uh, the seen first it. three episodes, the first three seasons. I really liked Smallville. Yeah, yeah Smallville was very much like uh like uh, John Schneider freaking nailed it. He was great. They just some, there's some great inside things that they talk about on Smallville that unless you're like a really big comic book geek you wouldn't you wouldn't grab like, onto like it deep into the long boxes like like yeah. what kind of stuff I, I knew you were going to ask me for an example oh, when uh, no worries uh, I'll just give you a, like uh, like they were talking about um, in one episode. Uh, Clark went into the future and then he finally got back and he's like I can't believe what's happening in the future and they would say stuff like <laughs> you don't have the half of it wait till you come wait till you meet this billionaire with all these cool tricks which is Bru- Bruce Wayne oh Bruce Wayne yeah oh right right so, DSA kind of yeah, yeah kind of stuff so uh yeah it's uh I love that show okay that's except awesome. every time every time I watch it my wife will come in and go really <laughs> They're doing this because she, like? she doesn't get into it. She she doesn't get into that that show because, I, and I admit, every time she comes in, it, the episode I'm watching seems like every other episode. Well, it well, it, it probably glares a little bit more from yeah. from that filter. Yes, yes, it does. But um, but she's totally into th- anything that I like. She supports, but not so much to sit down and watch Smallville. Smallville, and I keep saying, I go, I go. This is the best depiction of Lois Lane I've ever seen. She's like. I don't even want to hear it. Uh, <laughs> she's like, because I disagree with you. So she does not. She thinks Lois is a little too uh, va 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 voom on the Smallville. I, I, I've only watched like probably two really well, two or three shows in the last few years. Okay, like, I've really gotten into, and I'm now obsessed with Dexter. I discovered it three or four weeks ago. And oh, so is, you're doing DVDs, and, it, and it's a total hit. No, I'm doing Netflix because oh, no, there you go. Watch stuff. I can't. Sit is it and watch streaming? TV. Yes, it's streaming oh, for Oh, you know free. what? It is first, streaming. First two seasons free on Netflix. I did try. Seasons three and four available on Amazon.com, video on demand through the Roku player for $1.99 okay. each. Very nice. Very so, nice. I have a Roku that died. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I know. Get this. It only lasted three years. Oh. Uh, though, I'll tell you something. Bad. It's an outrage. <laughs> no, it's a, it's the best thing ever. It lasted oh three years. The Roku box was the best invention ever. Wow. Ever. A hundred bucks. And oh it was my free. Oh, my God. They're cheaper now, I think, too. And now they have all these, like, Roku it looked, upgrades. You know what it looked like? It looked like a modem from 1987. Yeah. Because it's like, it's the lightest <laughs> thing in the world. And you're yep. just like, it, yeah, exactly. all it is is a couple of wires. And a, yeah. what, what's scary about finding these series, like like you're doing with Dexter, is um, 
Uh, are you married? Do you have kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're married 11 years. Do you have kids? No, no. no. Okay, so no. you have free time. But I mean, how many episodes can you get? I mean, you just, you can just, you're like, well, I gotta go watch another one. I'm gonna watch another one and another. I mean, how oh, many, totally. how many have you watched in a row? I've watched all, all four seasons in a row. Oh, really? But, but not, because not, I'm, I can do not, it while I'm working. So nonstop, it's just on. Pretty much on. nonstop, which is, I, I it would kill me to have I to wait to a week. Stop, Dexter. Yeah. I, that's why I can't watch television because I, I can't wait that week. Why did you have to stop Dexter? Because it was too. Cr- I was like, why is the hero a serial killer? I love I that the hero. It, but wait, it, it, the hero is a serial killer who kills other serial Brad killers, guys, and like, that's the greatest hero ever. I know, but I was just like, you it's know, no different this, than a Superman. I know, but I, the encouragement he, of but Superman doesn't kill anybody. It's like you, no, he doesn't, and that's he, why sometimes oh, Superman is boring. Do you know why? Vigilantism is uh, like is, is the first sign of uh, of. I like I like the vigilante. I, well, he, so Dexter never has killed anyone on that show. There was one once. Uh, well, There's one episode where he killed a guy uh, because he was in, he was in, yeah he killed a, a man who was in the wrong place at the wrong time and he was trying to and that guy was trying to kill him. So yeah, he did kill one guy in self defense. Okay. Uh, uh, but uh, no, he That's does a whole brutal. thing and he does it serial killer style where he like injects them in the neck and then he puts them on a table wrapped in plastic so there's no bruising on the skin and then he stabs them. In the heart, uh, and the blood runs out, terrific. and then he cuts them into pieces and puts them in the Gulf Stream. It's really amazing to me. Terrific. The backstory about his dad is kind of fascinating. The Born? fact that that his dad was like, "Okay, you're creepy, but we're gonna channel this." But yeah, but I mean, no, it's kind of a cool. What happened was, and this came from. This is why I'm really fascinated with it because I did a show as George W. Bush, which is it was a uh, not not a pure comedy, but it was it was uh, the honest version of George W. Bush, the honest version. Of decision points. Yeah, you can. Re- you resemble him a little bit. Uh, yeah, I get. I, I get, mean, if you contort your my face, dad looks like him. Yeah. Do, okay. Do, do, do a little bit of the voice. Uh, you know, I, I try not to uh, <laughs> do him too much. That's it's, creepy. It sticks. My dad wow. looks like him, and I found this weird parallel. And when I started researching him and reading all these books, I found out about a brain structure that you can have. There's a tremendous number of people in society who already have a serial killer brain. Nothing wrong with that. It's it's part of our genetics. Over, uh, you know. Uh, 50,000 years of evolution. No, no, well, no, I mean, it's just something it just naturally occurs occurring. That nature. Yeah, okay. But Maybe. if you are, if you get activated with a, tr- a seriously traumatic event between a certain number of ages, like with, like with religion up till nine, if, if between that, uh, crucial age of like four and six, which happened to him, he was born, he, his mother in the show, his mother was murdered in front of him with a chainsaw. So that serial killer brain that would have been dormant and no bad would so have come So there's a scientific ex- explanation for Dexter. Yeah, but it, it, we all have a little bit of that. And so what he does, though, is he collects... Uh, so it's like this. Instead of autographs, he collects a drop of their blood. Oh. And he it, it had that as his collection, and those are his trophies that he keeps with him. Can't get that sign. He can't get that sign. That drop of blood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, who who killed his mom with a chainsaw? It was a, a group of. It was a drug deal gone bad. Uh-huh. His mom was like an informant for the police. They found out she was killing. Uh, she D- was does killing he the get vengeance stuff. on these people? He, yeah, he, 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 he does get vengeance on on one guy. The one guy that's left that didn't go to jail. Oh. He, All right. he found him. Uh-huh. Have you ever? You've never watched Dexter? I watched. Uh, Half of oh, you just said half that, the first right. season. You weren't hooked. I'm amazed. I haven't you seen hooked. any of it. You get into it even more. Uh, it is, it is fascinating. I'm, ha- I'm halfway through Fringe. 
the first season of Fringe, and that creeps me out. For a second, I thought oh, you said Friends. Friends. Uh, <laughs> I've seen all of Friends. I'm not going to lie to you. I've seen them all, too, but it would be funny if you were watching them on DVD right now. <laughs> discovered it. That's Just discovered it. That Chandler Bing. I would discover that way, too. Yeah. <laughs> that Chandler Bing. You know what? They're like my friends when I watch them. I think to myself, if my friends were really, really thoughtless and fabulously wealthy, this is what they'd be like. You know what's funny with Friends now? I saw my wife and I. We and all my friends, we watch Friends religiously every week. Now, when they come up uh, as reruns, if we're just flipping around and we stop for a second, I don't remember the episode at all. I'm like, I don't re- ever remember seeing this one, and I know oh, we've seen funny. every episode. Right, yeah. right. It's weird. Yeah, that is weird. Because like Seinfeld, that's locked in. I, I know every single no moment to, col- to 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 attach to our brains in those kind of comedies. I guess, so I guess like not. You can rewatch them and enjoy it. I just uh, I just watched the entire series uh, of Larry Sanders over the last oh, couple weeks. I got the DVDs. Re- such oh, a good yeah, because they're reshowing that on IFC. Yeah, too. but I actually is actually reshowing a lot. Yeah, they of are. That, and they're kind of exciting. Yeah. Because I knew that I, I knew Larry Sanders, I probably saw like 40% of them because I didn't have HBO. So uh, I knew I'm, I'm like, I know there's a lot of episodes I didn't see, and there was. Oh, Pretty cool. How, how many there? episodes are there? How many seasons? I think there's, Larry there's six seasons. I think there's 78, 80 episodes. Because it was, the seasons weren't set. It wasn't like six seasons, 12 episodes a season. Like one season might have 15 episodes, one might have 11. It was almost like, eh, whatever they budgeted for and whatever we can write. Right, right. So it's, um, I like them. I've been trying oh, to watch Portlandia. And, uh, yeah, I've been trying to write, Fred Armisen. Yeah, I've been trying to watch that too. It's a sketch. It's a series of sketches that sort of have a through line. They're recurring characters I was, and stuff. I was surprised Lauren Michaels let him do that. Why? Because well, of Because he's on SNL? He's currently on SNL too. He plays Barack Obama on SNL. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know Fred oh, yeah, Armisen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, uh, it, Portlandia I, is essentially, and it nails it quite honestly. It's just, it's, it makes fun of the, the, the hippie lifestyle. It's, do you know that there's still a place where people don't do anything? They just like make jewelry and, and they want to, I forget like some of the lines from Portlandia. It's essentially making fun of Portland. And, uh, and granted, the last time I was in Portland, I looked down at my feet and someone had took, taken the time to stencil the words, don't forget to dance. On and your, so, not on my feet, on the ground. The, on the ground. Oh, oh, that would be pretty committed, though, if they, they were able to stencil on your feet. <laughs> that would be before you. Like, she's gonna look down quick. Get the stencils. <laughs> They're fully committed in Portland. They are. Oh my god! So uh, it's been an hour. It's wow. almost been an wow. hour and ten minutes. Oh my god! I knew that this would run over, but I just I want to hear what what you guys would recommend. Um, people read and see and do, and and then we'll plug your stuff because people should get to see you guys more because you're hilarious, All right, and smart, and funny, and good. I have a strong recommendation for uh, something audiobook and stuff you can get for free on the web, especially we didn't even Vimeo. Talk about- Oh, we, we didn't talk about audiobooks or my Scientology days or all the other. We'll do it another time. Oh my god, uh, crazy! Did stuff. you just say my Scientology? I was a Scientologist, days. yeah, but I, I don't know if I mentioned that would be a great name for a sitcom. My Scientology my days. Scientology, <laughs> yeah, uh, Scientologia. No, no, let's back up a little bit here. Did I? Why were you in Scientology? What happened? Uh, when I I saw, I saw it out, so I went, oh, I don't know, I'll find out what this whole uh, thing is with the Scientology, and uh, and I Did went. Did you in, live here? I lived in Phoenix. I went into what they call the org uh, when you go to a Scientology center. It is an org. Wow. Yeah. And I, I sat down and I said, you know, I'm really questioning my religion. I want to uh, – I said, I'd like to uh, get away from organized religion. And the guy across the table said, you're sitting in the most organized religion in the history 
of the planet. And I said, oh, okay, what? well, then maybe I'll just kind of check it out, maybe take a class or something. So I was in Scientology for, uh, I don't know, about a year or so. And, uh, yeah, and, and just low level classes. I was, I was broke. I was, you know, I was like just, just starting college. And you cannot do Scientology unless you have money. Okay. So it was, I, I would have probably got roped into a lot more, but like to come up with the $70 to take the next class was painful and difficult. Right. Uh, so I mean, that was so, so much hard that you money. couldn't do it. Yeah, so I couldn't I couldn't afford to be a Scientologist, and and that's what that's, that's, why, that's why it's upsetting. Thing about that. It's it's um and here's what I always say: anything you've ever heard about Scientology, you've never heard anything anyone made up. Every I don't care how outlandish the crazy, it, all of it's true. Uh, at some point, someone has at some done point. it. Uh, well, yeah, just like whatever they censored this person, or they uh, they quote unquote accidentally killed someone, or uh, you know starved someone to death on a boat. That's all totally true. But uh, have you ever uh, seen that? That video are you talking about Ron... Scientology or Dexter? Yeah, it's about what are you talking about? Very uh, similar. My, my, uh, Ron Lynch has a video that he got from uh, so, that was left on his mailbox. I think it was for a neighbor, but it was a uh, cruise that you could take if you were at a certain level oh in Scientology, God. and it, yeah. it was an ad for. It. I had a dream on being on that boat. That was the creepiest video. Because, you know, if you see like a Princess Cruise ad, it always has people laughing and talking and sitting by the pool. This was an empty fucking boat. Oh, so Jack, he was a big, he was really into sailing, L. Ron Hubbard. So he had a thing uh, called the Sea Org. Empty. My mind is blown. Yeah. Uh, an yeah. empty ship on a, yeah. and all the long shots of the ship yeah. are on an ocean that is flat as glass. And in international waters, you know how scary that is to be under Scientology rule? Wow. And, and without uh, laws to protect you? Uh, <laughs> no good. No. Not good. Terrifying. Better terrifying. to hang out with Dexter. I want better to hang out with Dexter. I was just, the thing, my... It's, it's, you know, the new religions. I, I don't have a problem with the new religions. You want to have a new religion, knock yourself out. Yeah, I agree and, with you. But I agree too. Except for the nonprofit status, I agree with you. Right, yeah. The nonprofits, it is kind of exhausting. Really upsetting. It's, uh, genuinely. Yeah. But Scientology seems to, to exist specifically to part you from your money. Like it doesn't, mm. like oh. there doesn't seem to be the sense of community that like Mormonism has. Um, well, there's a, there's a celebrity center for Scientology. I mean, right. what other religion has, a celebrity center. They right, don't. Right. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it seems like Scientology is, the purpose is not to, not, not for you to be in a group to support each other, but for Scientology to, to control you. Yeah. Years, like, yeah. more individual. Years before he founded Scientology, L. Ron Hubbard said, if you can invent a religion, that's where the money is. He you know, actually, that's what my dad said about my brother go. with his evangelical. Because uh, yeah. my brother has a church, and uh, and my dad was like, well, you know, that's where the real money is. You get your own church. You don't have to pay taxes, yeah. and that is a big deal, you know? And, and so it's My brother took his kids to Disney World for like 14 days one time. He has four kids. That's a lot of money. Oh, 14 days. A ton days of, of money. That's a lot of money. <laughs> Oh, that's there's, easy. There's, that's money. Yeah, wow. you, you can't get um, a coupon to help you with that. <laughs> no, yeah, no there is no coupon no. for Disneyland or Disney World. Not, no, no. And, 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 and I admire, I, I really do, I admire the development people get. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this right now, objectively speaking, uh, Scientology classes are awesome. And I recommend them for no one because, um, it, and I mean, I mean that like actually they take the best of Jung and Freud. I mean, he stole from all the best people right. to, to find actual like kind of quote unquote self-help technology that works like a science. So you do these exercises, simple exercises, and then you leave going, holy shit, I know how to communicate twice as good 
after that hour. Like it's amazing wow. that how, way. How come there's n- not nev- worth it? How come there's never been like a, a documentary like getting inside this whole you know like a uh, like a Michael Moore or a, a Morgan Spurlock is that his name? Why haven't they tried to do something? You can you can do that with Scientology, but they have a very uh, they have what Carl Rove later adopted called the fair game policy, which was sort of started by uh, by L. Ron Hubbard in Scientology, mm-hmm. and that means that if you go after us. Everything's fair game and we will go after you. So it's, it, so what happens is let's say you make a documentary on Scientology. Mm-hmm. They dig up your past. They go to your neighbors. They found out that you threw a rock through, through someone's window when you were a child. Oh and then they interview those neighbors and they find out anything else and they try and get into your past and then they will public, they will pay the uh, $50,000 it takes to put a front page ad in a, in a major newspaper, which they've done many times. They even did it to the entire nation of Germany when Germany wouldn't allow Scientology. Oh, right. I remember they, that. they brought up the fact that Time magazine supported Adolf Hitler, uh, before, you know, before he really rose to power or when he had just risen to power. Wow. They, and so they brought, they, they published that. They spent because like, Time magazine spent, like, reported on that Germany thing or no, because Time magazine, like kind of endorsed Adolf Hitler and put him on their cover a long time. It's not right. something they're proud of. So, so what they did is they brought they 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 attacked. Uh, I'm sorry, a Time magazine report an expose on them, and then when Germany wouldn't allow them, then they also did the same thing and they said, "Oh, well, this is just this is Nazism all over again against us." Oh, so right. they play the victim, and it's and it's a it's a religion that doesn't allow criticism of itself, and that's why it, it exists, and that's why the internet kind of ruined it for them because L. Ron Hubbard didn't see that we'd be able to communicate. Freely. Yeah. He thought he'd be able to destroy everyone with lawyers. Wow. Like that Stanhope joke goes. He goes, I've, I've made fun of every single religion, and when I get a better legal team, I'm going to go after Scientology. <laughs> and it's it's totally true. And that's what they do, and they're set up, and they have, they have a team Stano, of lawyers that make more than the jealous. Show. Really? Yeah. Really? Absolutely. Wow. And they will go after you. And, and in Arizona, they used to go out. There was some guy who did try and do uh-huh. a thing uh, uh, on them to criticize. And they went after him. They found out his dad publishes one of those like singles magazines, those crummy newspapers that are free on the corners. Yeah. And so they, they like on the front page of everything. He was he tried a, he's to shame. A, his father is a pornographer. Oh, and that's, Jesus. That, that was the way to shame him to get him to go away. And that's what they do. You know, I always wanted there to be um, a, the, a pre, like a show. You know, there was that terrible um, Robin Williams movie uh, where he was a comic and a president. There's only been oh, one terrible Robin I Williams movie? See, yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, but I, but at, at the same time, I was pitching this, uh, this sitcom, like a, just sort of a, a, that's my bush kind of thing, but where a comic would be president. And I wanted it to be Pardo mm. or, or Doug Stanhope, quite honestly. And I sort of pictured it more of a Doug Stanhope because, uh, Every episode would have uh, a national crisis, an international crisis, and um, a a scandal from the past. And and every episode would essentially be some version of is it that thing that happened in Alaska with the ex- ecstasy? And no, it's like well then it doesn't matter. It can be anything. And uh, so just waiting <laughs> for great. that for because I think you couldn't really embarrass a comic. I mean. Because right. that's why comics because get to talk. Yeah. Right. They're completely transparent. You can feel, knock yourself out. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Let's talk about that dude in Dubuque. We can what, do whatever you need to do. Right. Uh, it's Yeah, it was unfortunate. I made some terrible life choices. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> Try Absolutely. to find something I'm I'm not embarrassed Who's about. more critical of comedians than the comedian themselves? Exactly. And, and, and once there's no criticism <laughs> allowed, then you have like kind of this fascist sort of system. And right. that's, and, and then some religions do that. And, and they're, they're getting less effective because we can question them now and right. communicate right. without those channels. Right. 
that's why they're trying to, I guess, to control the internet and 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 try and try to put the cap on it. But mm. it might be too late. It might be too late. The, it could the, be. It could be. We can only hope, actually, kind of honestly, because I like. I like. I don't even mind that eighty percent of the internet is porn. Cause, is that uh, true? What, yeah, it's something like that. It's. Uh, oh my god! Eighty percent. Eighty percent. Joe Wilson. Uh, Joe Wilson used to do this joke about how he was reading the internet, and uh, he's like, "Man, the second half is really dirty." <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's for, uh, Joe Wilson Vampire Mob dot com. Anyway, great film. yeah, it's great a, short series. Great short series, and uh, so okay, yeah, let's try it again. Let's try to let's try to wrap it up. What what, what you were going to recommend? Some stuff. Holy crap! There's so much audiobook audio I'm an audio bird. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I know, but I, you know who I I'm we'll really into right now? It's a guy named Seth Godin. And every artist, seriously, both of you should be checking him out. Seth he, who? Seth Godin, G O D I N, and just go look up his free stuff on Vimeo.com. Okay, he's got uh, a thing called uh, Quieting the Lizard Brain. And it's about how Aww. we, as we as artists, how we give up on projects. He has a book, audio book, also called The Dip. But he kind of combines these two, and he talks about how our lizard brain tends to give up on a project after the initial excitement, and then we then we have to actually work. Like it's oh, always right, fun right. to start a project, sure. it's never fun to finish a project. That's true. And once you're more aware of that, and you're aware of the little mechanisms in your head that try and that, that are telling you to quit, you you have a little bit of power over it. So you watch this, like I think it's a forty minute video, right. and it is. Fascinating. Fascinating. Okay. And he's got books and... And he's got tons of audiobooks. Uh, lectures. Yeah, yeah. Tons of them on Amazon. But And uh, afterwards, I'm going to introduce you to Tiberius, our iguana, who has I a tiny lizard mind. Wow. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. It's a, what do you what do you got, Pat Francis? Uh, are, are we reading? Pl- uh, well, uh, reading. I am reading. Uh, I'm reading that book by Bill Carter, The Late Night Wars, about the Conan O'Brien. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a very, it's very, it's a very good book. I don't like. It's called The Late Night Wars, and then it has a subtitle that I don't like. The subtitle is. Uh, uh, when Leno went early and television went crazy. It's just like, uh, we can't get it done without that. I think we know what the book's about. <laughs> if you have a picture of Conan and Leno on the front and it's called Late Night Wars, that's all we need. Right. Yes. Nobody needs to say. No. Yeah. Yeah. And television went crazy. And then, uh, and then I'm listening to, uh, I'm listening to, um, Paul Simon's new album, So Beautiful, So What? Is it good? Excellent. And I'm also listening to uh, the Foo Fighters' new album called Wasting Light, which is amazing. Yes, I have too. Amazing. Wasting Light? Wasting Light. Uh, all right, well, we, that's great. when does this air? When do we plug? It'll 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 uh, probably air in about six days. Six days before the twenty fourth. I don't know. What's, I have a show uh, show at the UCB Theater on the 24th in Los Angeles. If you're in Los Angeles, uh, right. Jimmy Pardo and I are doing uh, Running Your Trap Live, the game show. Oh, right. And then I will be in Atlanta at the Punchline on March uh, 28th. Wait, what, what month are we in? April 20th. Is it April or March? I'm confused. We're in April. No, April 28th, uh, Thursday at the Punchline, Never Not Funny Live. Oh, nice. Yeah. San Francisco Punchline? No, uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. Oh, okay, great. Oh, that's great. Awesome. What, uh, uh, you got, um, I did your show set list, Troy Conrad, and that was, uh, oh, you should get You Pat told Francis. me about this. Yeah. Come do it. It's, I, I, I would love to we, do that. We had a show last night and some people actually dropped in that have never, like, Wait, someone even came in. The guy where? that wrote A Bug's Life, yeah. his name is Don McEnery, and he just came in, like, halfway through the show and Overton goes, 
hey, can you just get get him on? He didn't even know what the show was, and he just walked up there with a set list and just did it. it oh, great. my gosh. It was where, so cool. Where, where'd you put it up? We flappers did it at Flappers. Or? Yeah, we did Now, flappers. explain the show if people uh, don't it know. It is improvised stand-up, but uh, usually improvised stand-up sucks, so we found out a way to do it right, which is... Setlist.com? Setlistshow.com. Show. Um, we have shows coming up at the... Uh, we're at the end of May, Memorial Day weekend, Saturday, Sunday, 8 p.m., I.O. West main stage. Um, and uh, and we'll be in uh, Montreal just for laughs, and we'll be in the at the Edinburgh Fringe, thirty shows for an entire month. Wow! Uh, and uh, more exciting stuff I can't talk about. But uh, setlistshow.com. Setlistshow.com. Tell them, yeah. Uh, so it's it's like this: you get a set list of uh, somewhat different topics, topics uh, that you've never talked about before, or nor has any other comic. Different word combinations on a list. And you're handed that list 60 seconds before you walk on oh stage. Oh, my God. And you go and perform as if that's your act. And occasionally, there's a couple times you go into the bucket, which is the um, sometimes crappy audience suggestions, and you need to try and work those into the into the, you know, the uh, quote I like that act. it's in the middle, and then it's at the end, and the bucket list at the end is a dick joke. Is a little-known sex act. And little-known sex act, because uh, most comics end on a dick joke. Yeah. So you might as well. You might as well go there, and I like it. It's a fun game. It's a fun game to play, because there's all these, like, you know, ever since you hear about... Those weird sexual things that you just keep yeah, yeah. hearing you're about like, them, and they're, they're, like, they're I don't even want to know what that is. And yet, you're like, like, what's the Denver? <laughs> <laughs> the Denver. Yeah. So there's, it's a really fun game, and what it's doing is it's uh, sort of revolutionizing what comics can do because they're people are getting new material out of it that they can take on the road. Dana and Gould, swear to God, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's great. A signature bit that he yeah. came out of with like two words the words were a ham theory oh God, and that was- i was talking to a comic the other day and he said i would have uh no it wasn't even a comic and he said because i said well i would have gone with if i was given ham theory i go to my mother's ham right and he said i would have gone ham radio and i was like it could be anything it could be anything Oh my god! Let's talk about John Ham, and that's how it is. John Ham, yeah, John, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's so. I could be anything. Yeah. And what I loved about it was that it was comics who'd been doing it so long that they went to the same place they go to for their regular material. You know, Ron Lynch took that set list and played like jumble with the damn thing, and it was awesome. It was fan. It was hilarious. It was smart. It was funny, and it was exact. It was, it was Ron his Lynch-y. personality. Yeah, yeah. That, it, that's what comes out. It's because you're you're the way I, I put it is you're uh, forced into hot water where you make a delicious tea for the audience, <laughs> and and it's only it's nice. your brand of tea because your personality is what gets diffused in that hot water, and yeah. that's the flavor you give. Yeah, I wonder how it would work with newer comics. Have you tried it with new I've, comics? I've tried it with completely newer comics, and it's the same exact thing. Some that's... of them are absolutely brilliant. And it's it's the sense of humor that gets brought out. Um, if if it, it what it can, the show cannot anybody do, can play anybody can play. But what the show cannot do, it's not magic. If someone is not funny, it, oh. not to say that someone funny could sure. have a bad set because that that does happen because it's it's not a hundred percent guaranteed thing. Right. Oh my god, it's terrifying. At all. Yeah, yeah, it's terrifying. It's not set up to be a hundred percent game at all. Like any comic that does it has to be cool with failing or else they right, won't right. do it. Uh, but uh, it can't take someone who's not funny who doesn't have a comic vision or a comic brain like someone raised Mormon could not do this show because you don't have the tragedy enough to have a comic brain if you're raised Mormon. Ah, uh, I but Ben Washburn's uh, Mormon. Oh, Ben Washburn. He Ben Washburn is one of the funniest people he's ever. But funniest... he's not Mormon anymore. No, he is. And isn't. he also has an atheist brain, but he was raised Mormon. He was I raised. Tell you that. But the thing is, is my favorite Ben Washburn joke is uh, and Ben Washburn uh, is, uh, <laughs> is that he, his wife is Catholic, and uh, and they got in an argument about what to raise the kids, and it turned into it got a little heated, and finally he said. 
Well, at least our pedophiles marry their victims. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Little, little dark. Little dark. But, uh, Good line. Great oh. line. Great line. And uh, no Mormon would do that joke. No Mormon would do that joke. But there's, you know, but then Ryan Hamilton, he's Mormon. Oh, he's I didn't very know. Funny. I've never heard of Ryan Hamilton. Okay. All, well, no, I don't want to categorize because I'm just sort of making a broad statement okay. in jest. Sweeping but, generalization. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Boom. But, done yeah, and done. Just to make the point. That it, it sounds like this show's anti Mormon. <laughs> It's definitely anti-Scientology. <laughs> All right. LBSchurch.com. I give them a plug for some reason. Get yourself a lot of grain, 100 pounds each, people, and some... Put some it in the basement feet. with some soup cans. Yeah. I grew up in a Mormon, uh, second biggest Mormon state, Mormon city. I went to a mostly Mormon high school. So I'm uh, connected with the Mormons, and I like them. Very good people. Very, very, good people. very stable families. Sure, and and prescriptions. But, but all fringy stuff is crazy. Yeah. All fringy stuff, yeah. uh, by, by the definition... Is fringy yeah. and thus exhausting for this one, me, Jackie Cation, to be around. I don't care yep. if you're fringy. I mean, have you ever met like super comic? Who's no. like who's like the comic that won't stop marketing? The comic that won't stop riffing? The comic that oh yeah yeah yes yes I I lived with that guy once you in did? Chicago. Oh right, my god! What do you think of this? I don't know. I have to see it on stage. I don't want to. I'm spreading butter on toast. I don't want to know about it. You know what? I, I I spent a lot of time on the road with Don Friesen, and I God love I love Don Friesen. I really do. He is a guy who he was always no matter what is running bits by you. Running, but and, and it's it, exhausting. It, it's it, exhausting. It, it can it's, get it's, really exhausting. You know what that is? That's fringe comics. Yeah. That's what that is. That's yeah. a dude that is always on, and you're like, His brain we are is driving. Always. Not every road sign is hilarious. <laughs> every billboard does not need to be addressed. Right. Not but, every question has to start with, "What do you think about this?" <laughs> and I'm going to say those those fringe people. They always want to sell you a T-shirt with a list of ten something on the yes! back. <laughs> But on the other hand, Maria Bamford and I play a little game I like to call Joke Machine. And Joke Ooh. Machine is you sit at a table and you tell each other your bits. And then uh, the only rule of Joke Machine is that you have to say there's something there. You can't say, what the hell are you doing? That You can't joke about that. Oh. I mean, you have to be supportive, but right? But that's almost... You, you've almost made a, a writing session into something fun, which yeah, what yeah. you and Maria well, that, have done. Yeah, the, yeah. Well, that's what it yeah. is. It's a writing oh, session. Right. We riff off of it. You right, know, right, you right. it up and you, and, and you do that. But, right. it's, oh, but joke machine, super fun. You're yeah. applying the rule of yes-anding, which is the most important rule of comedy. <laughs> Oh right, I mean, right. You're yeah. Yes, ending it. You're, it. Oh right, right. You, know, you got to yes. That's great. Like, there's and something there. Here's yeah. you know you're, yeah. you're forced into making that there's something there. And guess right. what? When you do that, there's something. And that's there. and that's with a friend you respect. It's not with a guy you're working a week of one nighters <laughs> with, and he doesn't have a car, <laughs> and you need to drive run. him around. Uh, oh my god, I <laughs> that, drove with this guy. That game does not work on a triple run. Oh, that, that I, game. I would eventually, when I would be with that guy, I would eventually just tell him that everything he said was awesome. <laughs> And then, well, but the thing is, and let the audience would, decide. Exactly, let the chips fall where they may. Right. Yeah. All right. Sounds great. You should open with that. You know, <laughs> that's awesome. All right, people. I'm reading a book uh, that is a classic uh, by a guy named Joe hmm, Haldeman. Yes, it's called The Forever War, and uh, the Joe the the author is a Vietnam vet, and this is a classic science fiction book that uh, I have never read, and somebody sent it to me, and now. It is on my stack of 9,000 things to read. But it is blessedly short, uh, The Forever War. It was written in the 70s when uh, all books were 250 pages, and it was lovely. Now all books are 720 pages, and um, I skim. So You've got to do the Kindle. 
I do have Kind- a Kindle. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm Kindling on my iPad, oh, and I Kindle, nice. I audio, and I yes. uh, and I and I do the hard. I do the book book. The the audio just finished listening to Unfamiliar Fishes, and I'm now, <laughs> and I'm re-listening right now to Brothers in Arms by Lois McMaster wow. Bujold. What do you think of this name? As read Lois by Master Bujold. I don't know who it's read by. Comic. It's a she writes a space opera, is what it is, Whoa. which is like a soap Whoa. opera in space. There's a lot of action. You guys I would like it if that. you like the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and uh, it's there's a lot of action, a little bit, a little bit of romance, little Star Warsy kind of romancey kind of moment, and uh, and then it's got it's it's political and and uh, and super fun, and I genuinely like it. And wow. uh, my uh, friend did not. Uh, but that'll happen. That'll happen. Sometimes you can't like everything. Well, right? the only the only part that was bad was as read by Lou Ferrigno. No, <laughs> that was a little bit difficult. Oh, Big audiobook narrator. Yeah, it, it's very hard if the audiobook narrator is bad. But I, I like the robot voice on the Kindle. I read most of my books on the Kindle by pressing the voice button and have him have the Kindle read oh, the books. Give to us me. an example of that because I have not heard this. Oh well, on, on a Kindle. No, I mean the actual. I want you to do the actual voice. Okay. What I want you. Uh, uh, is it robot-y? It is. It's. It's. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and it recognizes oh, okay. that period at the end. So there's a slight pause. Oh, really? I, I really enjoy. Yeah, that's on every Kindle, so you can read any book. You know, I don't know that the Kindle around. app has that. Oh no, no, you have to have a physical Kindle to do that. That's the actual one. That's Kindle. the one justification for me for having an actual Kindle. Wow. As a, but because other than that, I think the Kindle app so, is better it, because you're getting a big screen. Right, right. But the 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 Kindle. So you could pl- does it have a a a, a headphone jack? Yep. Absolutely. Oh, look at that. Yeah, so, it's, so in a way, it's, a, it's kind of an awesome iPod that reads every book ever to you. So when your spouse That's... is sleeping, you're not bothering them. It's either. sort of Absolutely. like the GPS lady uh, who oh, pronounces yeah. it Sepulveda. She's the same read. They hire the same <laughs> Sepul- How did you, you say it? Male or female. Sepulveda is pronounced Sepulveda. 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 That's what it is. Kajwenga or something. Oh, my God. You guys, this is great. We've gone so over because I knew it would be fantastic. Pat Francis, people. Thank you. And uh, it is patfrancisonline.com. And Troy Conrad, you got it's uh, you can go to rationalentertainment.com. Yeah, that's right? like the website for all my like 17 other websites. And linkable cool. off of all of rationalentertainment.com is yeah, fine. linkable. Because you're on David Feldman's podcast, which I've done as well. And, uh, and setlistshow.com is very fun. Jackiecation.com. As you all know, and I've been told that I should probably purchase thedorkforest.com. By saying that, I should probably do it before I say that. Uh, <laughs> whatever. You people are lovely. Thank you. Take care of each other out there. Good night. Thanks. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?